Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. From Kashil to Kashik, nerds like a lot of things, but there's something they love above all else, and that is correcting people. This is Um Actually. Joining us on today's episode, we have John Gutz Gutierrez. Temba, his arms wide. <laughs> we have Marquia McCarty. Uh, Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Ryan Creamer. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I can see the panic in Ryan's eyes. It's like, shit, shit, they all know it. They all know what they're talking about. I have no concept of it. Great. <laughs> they're all on the same page, and I'm not. I got a third beat this shit, what and no one's telling show? me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, kind of fun episode lineup for you. Lots of all kinds of annoying statements for you to correct. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, Goots, you've played before, but we have two new players here. Um, uh, so the rules are very simple. If you are just joining us for the first time, uh, I have here a stack of statements. These are incorrect statements about the things that you know and love, or perhaps in Ryan's case, maybe you're just learning about right now. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's up for you to, bu uh, to buzz in and correct me. Your corrections must be preceded with the phrase, I'm actually, and you can interrupt me uh, at any point. Uh, all right, here's our first statement. Buzzers at the ready. A Link to the Past is the first game in the Zelda series where chickens make an appearance. It also established that attacking them enough will cause a swarm of angry chickens to appear and assault you, something that also happens in almost every Zelda game where chickens appear. Oh, uh, um, actually, it does not happen in Link's Awakening. You can keep on hitting that chicken and it never attacks you. <laughs> uh, we this do, is a fact. This, this is a fact. We do say almost every Zelda game because uh, that's not what we were aiming for. <laughs> but I love that you caught that because like, we were even debating beforehand. It's like, how much of a big deal do we want to make about the fact that it's almost every not? So uh, I like that you caught that. We did try to construct the, the, the statement <laughs> okay. such that that is not what we're correcting. Here. I was really surprised at that chicken. It kept on taking those hits. I was like... <laughs> I like that you still tried to do it, where it's like, I know every other Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> this has ended poorly, but I'm going to just keep wailing on this bird. Uh, uh, what's up? Is it, um, actually, they're not chickens, they're cuckoos? That's correct. Oh, That's God. what we're going for. <laughs> That gives Fine. you that gives you a, a little taste of the oh. pedantry. And, okay. uh, the... That's how we're going to be. <laughs> okay, fine. They are cuckoos, okay. not chickens. Even though they're very chicken-like birds, they are explicitly Dude, called cuckoos. I am the smartest and, man in the world. And it, a Breath of the Wild even seems to imply that both chickens and cuckoos exist in this uh, in this really? world. Oh well, just in in the way like their the dishes are, are called things like that. So um, so. Uh, yes, they are, in fact, Coco's. Um, well, that point will go to Ryan. Woo, woo. Let's go. Uh, this next statement is about the Aquaman movie, so I hope oh, you all no. watch the Aquaman movie. Okay. <laughs> While his half-brother Orm attempts to unite the kingdoms of the Brine, the Fisherman, and the Trench under a single banner to declare war on the surface, Arthur, a.k.a. Aquaman, hunts down the legendary Trident of Atlan, which serves to replace Aquaman's previous trident once found. Yes, Marquia. Um, actually, in the comics, he Orm is the half brother, but in the movie, they didn't establish that. 
Oh, that's a good guess, but I, I don't think that's, that is not what we're going for. Right. Um, actually, his name's not Arthur, it's Cucko. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the answer to everything. Damn it's not it. Arthur. Cucko. I thought I knew this question. I thought I knew the rules. Yeah. Um, actually, it's the Trident of Poseidon, not uh, the Trident of Atlan? Uh, no. I'm mm. gonna go ahead and call it. Yeah, I don't And you're all gonna hate me. Oh, no, no. I can't miss an Aquaman question. <laughs> <laughs> In the movie, at least. Aquaman's other weapon, I said it replaces his trident. Aquaman's tr uh, weapon was not a trident. It w had five prongs, My which makes God. it a quindent. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. You know, where's the table to flip? <laughs> that, is, that is the appropriate reaction. First, I will just say, that is, of course, what you should be saying to this. But I hate that. We bring it up, uh, we bring it up maybe just because like, this, this has come up in like interviews, uh, I guess, where it's, been, like, where it's been like, so why do you call it a trident? Trident when it's got five prongs and they get very upset. It's just like really? it's, it's just like it's like we never call it a trident. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I uh, also like the idea that on the red carpet, that's the one question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. We have a lot of questions about that. But, but first, you keep calling it a trident. Technically speaking, that would of course, you know, the, the try means three, so <laughs> that would be inaccurate. What do you have to say for yourself? Um so picture James Wan, just shut it down. We can't release this film. There's no way to save this problem. Uh well. Uh, rightly, no points for that one. Uh, 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 but uh, we'll move on to. We have a, a, a long row of really annoying questions. Oh, so no. here's another one. Is <laughs> about Star Wars. A variation on the line "I have a bad feeling about this" is spoken in almost every canonical Star Wars film. It is spoken by Obi Wan, Anakin, Han Solo, K two S O, Luke, Leia, and C three P O. The only exceptions to this are Solo, a Star Wars story, which deliberately parodies the line with Han saying, I have a really good feeling about this, and The Last Jedi, which doesn't contain the line at all. Um, actually, The Last Jedi does contain the line. It does. Uh, do you know who says it? I'm going to uh, say, um, actually, it was Finn. Uh, that's incorrect, but yeah. I will give you the point unless uh, either Goots or Ryan can They're tell me who says it. They're just gonna name characters They're gonna now. guess, you realize yeah. this. Which, might be why did you do this to me, Which is, you know, it's like, hey, if you can, if you know it off the bat, mm. otherwise you're just opening yourself up to some guesses. But let's see, Ryan. Now, no one but Han Solo knows this, but Chewbacca said it. That is incorrect. Ah, <laughs> very good. Well, you don't know for sure because you don't understand it. <laughs> I speak Wookiee, sir. <laughs> Goots, you got a guess? I'll go with, uh, Leia? That is incorrect. Markia, that point will go to you. Because oh, okay. um, my next guess was uh, the Porg. <laughs> uh, the thing is, these guesses of like, uh, like Chewbacca and the Porg, they're not that far off. Cool. The character who says, I've got a bad feeling about this, Wait, was it the robot that I can't remember? Yes, it I is the robot you can't remember. I can't remember the robot's remember. name. Uh, BB-8. Oh, OK. BB-8, actually, uh, the the beeps, uh, and this has been confirmed by, by creators, but there's a moment where BB-8 beeps and with two different tones, and those two tones are beeping, I've got a bad feeling about this, in binary. Um, so it is like a little Easter egg that snuck in there. That's cool. Uh, that is, you know what the really messed up thing is, is that I know we all had like the wrong guesses, but in my head, I'm now in the movie, all of these characters are saying I have a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, you just hear like, and then yeah. like subtitled, like I was like, while he's cooking it. the porg, yeah. I have a bad thing. <laughs> 
Uh, and this next question uh, comes to us from a fan. So this is a fan-submitted question. Uh, someone watches the show. This one comes to us from Footless Data 507. So thank you, Footless Data 507, for this statement. The actor Jonathan Frakes is perhaps best known for his role as Commander William T. Riker on Star Trek The Next Generation. Not only did Frakes reprise his role on Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise, but he appeared in and directed multiple Star Trek films. Additionally, he played himself in an episode of Futurama. Um, actually, he didn't reprise that role in Deep Space Nine. He played uh, Will Riker's transporter clone. Um, oh. It was a different character. I'm trying to... <laughs> That's correct. That is, that is correct. I was hoping you could you could just like fight, nail it with that last thing. I really uh, wanted to swoop in Woody through and just like slam yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, what are you saying? <laughs> but also, uh, yes, in Deep Space Nine, he's not playing William Riker. He's playing Thomas Riker, which is an alternate version of Riker, which is the result of a trans uh, a transporter accident. Um, uh, so yes, so even though he was William Riker there in Deep Space Nine, he is Thomas Riker, who just happens to be basically identical in every way. But um, without, he doesn't have sideburns. So there's a dramatic, the dramatic reveal of him is him peeling off sideburns. <laughs> really? <laughs> the deck of the, the defiant. What? Oh Couldn't goodness. grow them out, apparently. That's so funny. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. We are so alike and yet so very different. <laughs> it's so funny to be like, I had a really bad transporter accident. It's like, is this the only thing that happened to you, man? It's like, I'm comfortable now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that point will go to Goots. Uh, this will bring us to our first shiny question of the game. Shiny questions are like shiny Pokemon in that they're worth the same amount of points. They're just a little bit different and a little bit rarer. Uh, so uh, no um actuallys uh, for this particular one, unless you want to just keep doing it to stay in the habit so you don't forget. Um, this is a game that we're calling Once More Without Feeling. Uh, so what's going to happen here is I am going to read the lyrics to a song with as little melody or <laughs> rhythm as I can. Um, and it will be up to you to identify what it is from. So these are all theme songs, the live action TV shows. I theme song is accurate. The theme song <laughs> the is The lyrics accurate. are right. The lyrics are correct. Okay. Okay. I may not be choosing the most well-known portion of the song, okay. um, but they will, they'll all be something that appeared okay. uh, live there. Action um, there are six of these. Whoever can get the most right will get the point for this okay. whole category, basically. Cool. Here's the first one. I hear a lot of little secrets. Tell me yours, and I'll keep it. You ought to know my name by now. Better think twice. Is right. there a live-action Rumpelstiltskin show? <laughs> <laughs> a really gritty reboot. <laughs> what happened to my life? <laughs> um, uh, uh, that is incorrect. No, no, no. Uh, so, um, actually, no. Hey. Yeah. Um, was there ever a live action Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Because <laughs> uh, you better is, know her name. <laughs> yeah, that's, I love that guess. That's not what we're going for. Yeah. Okay. Goots, do you have a guess? You want to hear it again? I'm going to go with the cliche of Manimal. <laughs> oh, that old answer. cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Always oh, guessing sorry. Manimal. <laughs> uh, no, uh, this one is maybe a little tough one, uh, just because I don't know uh, how many. <laughs> This is just a bird on the show. Cause I was like, I don't know how many folks watch this, but uh, this is uh, this is from Lucifer. This is from oh, oh my god, I love Lucifer. Oh, great. I guess I never listened to the theme song. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Bur yes. Um, actually, 
Firefly? That is Firefly. Uh, well done. Um, didn't even that? finish it, but that is Firefly. Uh, here's the next one. I am the sun. I am the heir of a shyness that is criminally vulgar. I am the sun and heir of nothing in particular. Yes, Ryan. Uh, there's a lot of elements being thrown around, so I'm going to say Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Goots. Manimal? <laughs> oh, you're always <laughs> guessing manimal. That old cliche. That it's well not manimal. Yeah. Uh, do you have a guess, Markia? Uh, do you want to hear it again? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, obviously the mighty, mighty Power Rangers. <laughs> that is not it. That is not Power Rangers. This is uh, this is from the theme to Charmed. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Um, uh, all right. Here is our next one. When you came in, the air went out, and every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are. Yes, Ryan. That's actually just James Joyce. <laughs> uh, this, yes, this is a, uh, a section of Dubliners. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I can't believe that lasted six seasons. <laughs> Markia? I dream a genie. <laughs> no. I literally have no idea. Uh, you can see if a guess. You don't have to. <laughs> Mr. Ed? It's not Mr. Ed. <laughs> is it a space show? It is not a space show. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from True Blood. This is True oh, Blood. Never watched True never Blood. Watched um, oh. All right, here is our next one. I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. Yeah, yeah. Goots. Uh, Highlander. That is Highlander. Yeah. Uh, yes, I indeed. I should watch that series. <laughs> I've also realized. I watched the movie. Wait, is it the movies? There, no. There's that's... a series and there are two, three movies? Th yeah, the movies, movies. I've seen. Five? Five movies? Five movies. Jesus Christ. There's one the that's first a crossover one. between the two, the movies and the TV really? series. Really? Yeah. Nice. Just like the light of a new day, it hit me from out of the blue, breaking me out of the spell I was in, Making all of my wishes come true. I dream a genie. It is not I dream a genie. <laughs> perfect strangers. It's not perfect strangers. It really sounds like perfect it, strangers. Got, you're in like kind of the right time period. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna describe the show for you. Not... <laughs> 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 okay. Um, it's it's like a halfway house, but it's not a halfway house. They're 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 like sisters, but they're not. Um, one of one of them's black, one of them's bigger, and and they're all happy <laughs> in the house together. It was this in the like 80s or 90s. This sounds like this sounds like someone it's was like, Marquia, you have to pitch a TV show right now. I know you didn't have any time to plan, but the network's right there. I have right for it right it's here. Like, oh, it's like, there's a sister, and one of them's bigger, and they're. Uh, <laughs> it's a good show. I can't remember it. I can't remember. Remember it at all. Uh, are you talking about Manimal? No, uh, no I think that's Manimal. Yeah. Uh, might, might be son of Manimal. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, well, I'm going to say uh, uh, no one got this one then, uh, which, uh, which, um, which uh, hurts me, because this is one of the greatest theme songs oh, no. ever. Okay. Uh, this, uh, if I were to continue the lyrics from this point, the lyrics would be, Believe it or not, I'm walking on oh, air. Okay. Oh, I never thought I could feel so free. Uh, um, greatest American hero. This is the greatest hero. American hero. Yeah, that was just, uh, it was the second verse there. Second verse of the greatest American Damn. hero. Well, Gucci got two of those, uh, so you will get the point for this shiny question. Well done. Um, very good. Some tricky ones in there. Yes. What would I do without you? Well, I'd have said a lot of wrong things and would never know about it. Here are some of our favorite corrections from you. 
Billy says, um, actually, falling isn't the only way to respawn in Fez. You can also get caught in a black hole. Thanks, Billy. Papa Emeritus III says, I'm actually gone as appearing in Tekken 3 is actually from a manga. He does have his own video game, but it is not technically correct to say he is from his own game. Yes, it is. I say it is. It would be wrong to say he originates from his game. No points for you, Papa Emeritus III. We'll move right along to our next question here. Um, here's a book question. Here's some books. Let's see how... The Cosmere describes Brandon Sanderson's expanded universe in which many of his seemingly unrelated books take place, including Mistborn and the Stormlight Archives. Among the elements that persist across various series are the concept of Illmatic Theory, which explains that all things exist in three planes, and the scattered shards of Adelnausium, which contain the powers of all creation. Yes, Um, actually, right. Mistborn is not one of the things in the collection. Uh, Mistborn is part of the Cosmere. Yes. yes. Um, actually, that wasn't a question. That was just a spell you were reciting. <laughs> Random syllables to change the cosmos. <laughs> yes, now that the words have been spoken, uh, <laughs> they have become true. Uh, and thus, uh, thus the universe has changed. Incorrect. No. Um, actually, it's not Adamasium. Uh, incorrect. I'm certain I mispronounced that. Uh, but it also, it's not, it's not uh, the shards of Adanelsum are a recurring theme across the Cosmere. The issue here is that I said that one of the features of the Cosmere is the uh, concept of the of Illmatic theory. However, uh, Illmatic was Nas's first album. We are looking for real magic theory, uh, which is a God. different thing. Uh, even though it Damn. sounds very similar, it These is. are like two different parts of my brain. I can't believe they didn't come <laughs> together. so yeah. funny. I don't feel bad about missing oh, the Brandon Sanderson man. question, but the Nas question, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about Damn. I will say, well done with that question. That, that is very fun. Well, that statement. Well done with that one. That was cool. Is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save you time that you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping so you can get back to what matters. And it won't just save you time, HelloFresh will save you money. HelloFresh is over 30% less expensive than shopping at the grocery store. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you can be sure you're not spending money on food that's just gonna wind up in the trash. It's exactly as much as you need. It's not one giant onion. If you wanna mix things up, change things up a little bit, it's a snap. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Change your delivery date, your meal preferences, your plan size, or skip a week if you feel like it. Maybe you you bought one giant onion and you're like, whoa, that's gonna cover me for the whole week because I bought that one big onion. Maybe you need to skip a HelloFresh delivery because you're gonna be so full of the one giant onion you bought. My favorite thing about HelloFresh is avoiding the decision. If I can go a day without ever making a decision, that's just like a vacation. HelloFresh will give you the food you need so you never have to make a decision. You don't need to worry about making a bad one, like buying one big onion or something, which tons of people do. Go to HelloFresh.com actually14 and use the code actually14 and you'll get 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's right, 14 free meals and free shipping just by going to HelloFresh.com actually14 and using the code actually14. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Our next question is about the X-Files. In the X-Files episode, Fearful Symmetry, Mulder and Scully go to a sign language speaking gorilla named Sophie to help solve a mystery involving zoo animals being impregnated through alien abductions and a road worker who was killed by a gray alien weapon. Um, actually, the person didn't get killed. They also got impregnated by the alien. <laughs> <laughs> incorrect, Damn. incorrect. Marquia. Um, actually, the 
zoo animals weren't being impregnated by aliens, it turned out to be a government conspiracy? <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not what we're looking for. But very X-Files-y. It <laughs> could be both, who knows? You never know with aliens. <laughs> aliens is always like, yeah, we'll help you out. Um, um, actually, they weren't there to solve a mystery. They just wanted to watch the zoo animals have sex, <laughs> and it just happened to be there. It was a, Boy, yeah, it was freaks. a day where it's like, it's like, Mulder, what do you say we take the day off? <laughs> we just go to the zoo, we look at some monkeys, we have a couple peanuts. Wouldn't that be nice if for one one week we didn't have some just crazy time, thing to solve? Just one time. Uh, that's incorrect. They they did go there with the express purpose of solving this mystery. Okay. Uh, the issue here is I said a. Uh, um, uh, that there was a road worker who was killed by a gray alien weapon. That road worker was not killed by a gray alien weapon. They were killed uh, uh, by being stepped on by an invisible elephant. <laughs> uh, one he of died the... doing what he loved. <laughs> being confused. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> the, yeah. One of I the weirder X-Files episodes. That uh, is yeah. so, I'm imagining the person trying to write the obituary for that. <laughs> Just be like, okay. Squished, definitely. Yeah. We don't know from what. Know, death by misadventure, I don't know. I got two weeks left. So. Yeah. Um, our next question is about Neopets. <gasps> um, uh, so there's that. Many Neopets had extremely different designs when first released. Bruce was a dragon in a bow tie before changing into a cute penguin wearing a ribbon. Irie was an unfriendly dragon called Serple before changing into a fluffy griffin. And Shoiru was changed to a smiling dragon due to a copyright claim lodged against it because it so closely resembled the Pokemon Mew. Yes, Marquia. Um, actually, her name wasn't Serple. It was Leave Me Alone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most uh, introverted Neopet. It's like, it's like, I just want to take care of you. It's like, no, fucking leave me alone. <laughs> like, uh, that is, Serple is the name of, yes. Um, actually, it didn't, it looked like a different Pokemon. It wasn't Mew? Uh, no, no, that's incorrect. Um, actually, it wasn't a Pokemon, it was a Digimon that it looked like. <laughs> uh, no, that is incorrect. So, uh, I'll call this one, um, so Bruce's original design was just a picture of British entertainer Bruce Forsyth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So when you when you cared for Bruce, it was just like a headshot of Bruce Forsyth. That's, I was like, well, I got that's Bruce. Awesome. <laughs> I love Mommy, that. I got a man. <laughs> um, yeah, tr really, really fucking weird. Um, I will feed him and pet him. I got him Bruce. <laughs> he followed me home. Can I keep him? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely. Get that man out of Good here. God, what is this? I know game? he's a treasure of Britain, but he, there's no place in my home. That does sound very challenging. Keeping a middle-aged British man alive and healthy. <laughs> uh, also, Macy Gray was also in the original no Neopets way. lineup. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I love that. That's so, I love super that challenging. so much. <laughs> Um, well, we'll move on to our second shiny question here. This is a game that we're calling Categorical. Um, this is a, a fairly simple, a little bit like, I think there's only improv games a little bit like this, but basically I'm going to give you a category um, and uh, we're just gonna kind of go down the line uh, and uh, this is gonna move, the idea is to move this pretty quickly. So I'm gonna give you a category and ask you to name something that fits that category. If you uh, say something that doesn't fit it, if you repeat something that someone already said, or if you hesitate for more than like three seconds, uh, you're gonna be out and we'll keep going to there's only one left. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, so the category that we are giving you here is Stephen King novels. Okay. Uh, Stephen King oh, novels. Okay. All right, I'll give you three Yikes. seconds here to like lodge one in your brain Yikes. and okay. 
Begin. Thinner. Rose Matter. Pet Cemetery. Dolores Claiborne. The Dome. It. Ooh. Doubling on one thing, you, you said the dome, which I believe is under the dome, and Ugh. and thinner might be a short story and not a novel. Come on. It was released under great, great, great. Richard Bachman pen name. Okay. I'm going to allow the dome against my better wishes just because I want to see how far we can keep going. What did you said? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, okay. okay. We're going to loop back around to Goots. Uh, the Regulators. The Gunslinger. It was all I had. I was hoping <laughs> I won. I was <laughs> Ryan is out. We're going to loop back around to Goots. Uh, desperation. Saga Susanna. Uh, the Dark Tower. The Wolves of Akala. The Gunslinger. We already said the Gunslinger. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that means Marquia is going to get this one. Oh, uh, my lifelong collection is finally <laughs> has finally worked for me. You're telling me Are I you... knew two Stephen King books <laughs> and I lost that round? <laughs> Hey, look, I know I make mistakes, too. If you want to get in on the game and correct me, you can do that by tweeting at um Actually Show or by going to the um Actually Corrections channel on the Dropout Discord. If we like what you have to say, we might feature it in a future episode. Move on to our next statement here. 1990 cult classic film Robot Jocks was written by Hugo Award-winning author Joe Haldeman. It is set in a Cold War-inspired world with only two nations, the Market and the Confederation. War is outlawed, with disputes instead determined in giant robot gladiator matches. The film centers on the battle over who will control Alaska, fought between robot pilots Achilles and Alexander, and famously ends with the stark twist of both pilots dying as Alaska is destroyed. Marquia. Um, actually, the pilot's name isn't Achilles, because that is a weak name to give someone. <laughs> it is Achilles. Cross him. Get him. Yeah. Uh, Goots. Um, actually, Alaska isn't destroyed at the end. That is correct. Oh, uh, do you remember wow. what the ending is? I remember one of them is blinded because the robot has the special power of really big headlights on the front <laughs> of it, and it, that's their special weapon. That's a but... special power. <laughs> I don't yeah, I think my car has that. <laughs> <laughs> I turn it off and I see oncoming cars. Um, uh, it famously ends with both pilots living, getting out of their destroyed robots, giving each other a thumbs up, and then fist bump. Let's go! <laughs> Hell yeah. I love this movie. Um, I am not at all familiar with Robot Jocks and, and our question writer, Michael Saltzman, like, cut this up. It's like, I've never even heard of this movie. Um, but then, uh, it was, so it was very satisfying to me where, where it looks like as I got this, I was like, oh, we've got this question in Goots' episode. And I got like one sentence in, and in my peripheral vision, I saw you go, mm. <laughs> and, like, Robot Jocks. Like, yes, Robot Jocks. We've been there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't seen it. I can't, I guess I can't speak much. It sounds bonkers. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> Which is doubly a sad because Joe Haldeman is one of the greatest sci-fi yeah. writers of all time. He wrote a book called The Forever War, which is an amazing allegory about Vietnam, and it's like an amazing book about war and sadness and all that. And then he wrote one script that got turned into this terrible stop-motion animated robot fighting scene. <laughs> Uh, just, yeah, apparently he clashed a lot with the director, Stuart Gordon, who, uh, who yeah, kept trying to uh, change things to be less like serious sci-fi and more like, Saturday morning cartoon, it's time for robots to fight. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, well, this was the one screenplay I wrote, and it, it ends with this just like, bro, bam, <laughs> robots forever. <laughs> I'm that director. I would have been the guy like, dude. Why aren't these robots chilling more? <laughs> it's so, it's like, it sounds like a cliche of, of um, 
it was like an old Hollywood story, right? Of, it was like, oh, we've got this writer, this very serious writer who has things he wants to say. And like, we're going to make your thing into a movie, kid. It's like, oh boy, I can't wait. And then it's just like, cool, can we get uh, some bigger machines in here? Maybe a couple of broads. I don't know, maybe get some fireworks going off. It's like, my work, my piece. Every robot's going to have Pepsi right on the front. <laughs> Completely. Well, uh, that point will go to Goots. Uh, here's our next statement. Funko Pop figurines are adorable, vinyl, highly collectible figurines from Funko. Due to exclusive limited runs at specific events and chase variants, some Funko Pop figures are extremely rare and highly valued. Some of the most expensive Funko Pop figures include Blue Metallic Batman, Glow in the Dark Green Lantern, Glittery Super Mario, and Flocked Chewbacca, all of which were San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. Uh, Ryan. Um, actually, Glittery Mario is not one of the rare. That is correct. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, and it is and it is correct because in fact there has never been a Mario Funko Pop. Uh, oh. It is one of the few uh, properties that um, that has never licensed with Funko, and that, so there exists no Mario Funko Pops at all. Uh, so it is not the most expensive. But if one were to exist, it, it probably would be. would be. It would be. Man, um, I want a glittery Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like I was picturing it in my head, like oh that fly. looks sick. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive Funko Pop is probably the Freddy Funko Boba Fett, which is sold for six thousand dollars. Wow, go Boba Fett. Go Boba Fett. Well, uh, that, that point goes to Ryan. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, we will move on to our next shiny question here. This is, our, in fact, our last shiny question of the game. Uh, and this is called, Where Am I? We're going to show a series of maps uh, up on this screen. We've left some like identifying features, but we've removed a lot, of anything that is like big and obvious that is like the title of the thing. So we're looking for you to tell us what this map is from. This could be uh, books, could be movies, could be video games. Uh, any place a map might appear, it's sort of thrown into the mix here. Uh, so yeah, just buzz in when you think you have the answer. Whoever can identify the most will get the point. All right, let's take a look at that first one. Uh, Goots. Uh, this is Final Fantasy. Can you be specific? Uh, five? No, it's not five. Merkia. Seven. It's not seven. Ooh, ah. it's my time to shine, baby. <laughs> I know it's a number. <laughs> <laughs> this is Final Fantasy four. No. no. Uh, <laughs> um, this is this is Final Fantasy ten or Spira. Um, uh, let's take a look at that next one. Uh, I'm gonna say God of War. Uh, no, this is not God of War. Uh, Marquia. I'm gonna say Harry Potter. It's not Harry Potter. Boots. Uh, Percy Jackson. This is from Percy Jackson. Yeah, this oh. is uh, this is Camp Half Blood uh, from the Hi. Percy Jackson book. So weirdly, if you combine your two <laughs> guesses, you kind of get Percy Jackson, <laughs> God of War plus Harry Potter, and we got there. Yeah, I saw Half Blood Hill down there, and I was thinking that like, oh God, what is what if this is from the new one yes. that I didn't bother reading? <laughs> um, that is that. All right, let's take a look at our next one. Ryan. Lord of the Rings? This is not Lord of the Rings. Marquia. Skyrim. It is not Skyrim. <laughs> so not. <laughs> uh, I'll see no points for that one. This is Pern from the Pern series. Oh. Oh. Good old Pern. Others. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at the next one. I want to recognize this. Uh, that is actually just a leaf. Uh, that is not a leaf, uh, but it does look a bit like one. This is obviously uh, from Odyssey. This is not from the Odyssey. It's not <laughs> at all. 
Uh, Monkey Island? Uh, it's not Monkey Ooh, Island. That would be fun. Nice guess. Right, good that guess. That's such guess. a good game. All right, we'll go ahead and call it. Yeah. yeah. This is the this is the island from the TV show Lost. Oh. oh. Ooh. My Little Pony. That is correct. I'll, I'll give it to you. Do you no, know what, it's do you totally, know what, totally is My Little do you Pony. Know what, yeah, do you know what the land in My Little Pony is called? I'll give you the point regardless. Uh, you... it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a pun. It's like the t t tales of <laughs> Tremia. <laughs> I'll give you the point anyway. It is Equestria. Equestria, Equestria yeah. Is... I just played an RPG of this too. Really? I, yeah, Tales of Equestria. Lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, and then let's take a look at our last map. Where am I? Where is this? Well, this is real, right? This is real. <laughs> this uh, is this is real. Marquia. Um, this is in Canada. Uh, this is not Canada. This uh, is New Equestria. <laughs> this is not New Equestria. Um, oh. This is Antarctica. This is Antarctica. Oh. <laughs> this is Antarctica. Oh, uh, yeah. From an angle you don't often yeah. see it. The ice. Uh, yes, that is Antarctica. So uh, with that, Goots, you uh, got two of these. Marquia, you got one. Uh, Ryan, I'm sorry to say you didn't get any. Uh, so that point will go to Goots. Um, we have one more question, which as always concerns real life skills. Um, so this is perhaps the most important question, even though it's still only worth one point. Uh, here we go. To be president of the United States, you have to be a natural born citizen, at least 35 years old, and have been a resident of the country for the last 14 years. And you can only serve two four-year terms in total. But what if you served a partial term previously? Well, that counts as one of your two terms, even though it was less than four years. But hey, at least you can be vice president as many times as you want. Marquia. You don't have to have lived here for at least 14 years to you become do. president? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Goots. Um, actually, if you serve a partial term, it doesn't count. You can still then do two terms. Um, you are partially correct. Um, uh, can you be a little bit more specific? I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do less than two years, then it doesn't count. If you do more than two years, it counts. That's correct, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, it, partial terms only count if you serve two or more years. So technically, a person could serve 10 years in office if they happen to, uh, to serve a partial term for slightly less than two years and then two full terms. Uh, well, yes, uh, Goots, you got that point. That makes you our winner for this episode. It is, what, 5-2-2? Is that our final score? 5-2-2. Congratulations, Goots. Uh, and thank you to everyone for coming to play with us today. Um, that is it. Join us next time for even more pedantic corrections here on Um Actually.